who we are is not the story we've been telling ourselves. We can move past the stories about what has happened in the past and who we think we are and just be with ourselves in our experience in this moment. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. Well, hello there. Welcome back. I hope you're doing fantastic today. We are in the third part of this little mini-series about finding more love and less disconnect. So if you haven't already listened to the previous two episodes, I'd recommend doing that first before listening to this one to give you some more context to the conversation. Today we're covering my other favorite tool for reconnecting with ourselves, reconnecting with our heart and the love that's always there, and helping us move past the layers that can sometimes get in the way of that love just flowing. And this process is called RAIN. I learned it from Tara Brock, who's an amazing teacher. She's got a great book called Radical Compassion, which I'll link in the show notes. And she also has an excellent podcast. But RAIN is an acronym that stands for Recognize, Allow, Investigate, and Nurture. And a little bit later in the show, I'll walk you through each of these steps. We'll talk about how each of these steps works, and then I'll guide you through a reflection so you can actually start applying this right away. But first, a little story. This is a story you hear often in Buddhist teachings. It was around the mid-1700s in what's now Thailand, and it was going to be invaded by the Burmese. Now, there was a huge statue made of pure gold of the Buddha, and the monks at this monastery were afraid that the gold statue would be looted by the Burmese when they invaded. So they did something pretty smart to protect the statue. They covered it in clay and plaster so that they wouldn't know that there was gold underneath. And the Burmese did sweep through. The monks at the monastery were killed, but the statue remained. And it remained intact for over two centuries. Now, it was too big to fit into a temple, so it was actually just put under a tin roof for a lot of that time. Until, a couple centuries later, a temple large enough to house it was built, and when they were moving the statue, one of the ropes broke and the statue fell and cracked the outer layer of plaster to reveal some gold underneath. So this story of the golden Buddha covered in plaster and clay is used to show us that our spirit of awareness and love is the golden Buddha, always there, shining. And over the course of our lives, we 
take on these protective coverings, that plaster and clay that cover up the golden Buddha. And it's natural that we all do this because as we go through life, we find ways to protect ourselves from being hurt or just finding strategies for moving through life. And all of these strategies and protections serve their purpose for sure, but they also can cover up that golden Buddha. They can dampen the awareness and love from being able to flow through freely. And suffering in our lives comes when we start to identify with this clay and plaster covering, thinking that that is our self. That's really who we are. When in reality, when we start chipping away at that covering, we discover that what we really are is this awareness and love, this vast self that's the gold underneath. So the work really is in chipping away at those layers of covering to allow the love and allow your true self to shine through more of the time. And relationship is really an amazing ground for this work because as we get closer to another person, we start to become more aware of these layers of protection. And in a loving, conscious relationship, we have a beautiful opportunity to be able to chip away at some of this and find that beautiful love connection. Like we talked about in the last couple episodes, when we make contact with the beautiful thing that is unconditional love, then we start to become much more aware of when there are obstacles to that love. And that becomes a lot more painful when we know what's possible beyond those obstacles. I'm going to read a quote from John Wellwood's book, Toward a Psychology of Awakening, that encapsulates this really well. He says, Though encountering the obstacles to love may bring sorrow and anger, the only way to move through these disappointments without doing harm to ourselves or others is to let the heart open up further in those moments we would most like to shut it down. Just as rocks in a stream accentuate the force of the water rushing against them, so the obstacles to perfect love can help us feel the full force of our love more strongly. So how do we open our hearts in those moments when we really feel like protecting it? That's what the RAIN process really helps us to do. It's all about not trying to deny how we're feeling or make ourselves feel any other way than we do right now. Not trying to change anything, not trying to judge our experience, but instead just allowing ourselves to be with our experience just as it is, just letting it be as it is and not trying to change it. So then if we notice ourselves getting irritable, selfish, angry, anything like that, we can start to relate to that and get curious about it without judging it. Because when we start to judge our experience, it's that that makes it painful. We can allow an emotion to just come through us and really learn something from it 
But if we try to deny how we're feeling or push it aside or we judge it, that's when we can experience pain. And that's when, if we're not aware of it, we can start to trip ourselves up, especially in relationships. Often we can begin to judge ourselves because we have this gap between where we think we should be and what our experience is of ourselves right now. And it kind of creates this underlying sense of unworthiness. And it might be stronger at some times than in others, or some of us might experience it more than others, but it's a pretty common experience. And I'm sure you, if you reflect a little bit, you can think of moments where you've had these feelings come up of just falling short or not being good enough or being afraid of not being good enough in some way. And these things can show up subtly and often they run in our unconscious. They're part of our unconscious programming. And a lot of times we don't even see them running. So What we want to do is bring these feelings into our conscious awareness so that we can start to work with them so that they're not just running in the background, kind of keeping us from being able to be fully relaxed or fully spontaneous or fully present with our partner. So the process of RAIN really brings together mindfulness and self-kindness or self-compassion. And when we bring these two things together and turn our awareness into ourselves, it allows us to really love and accept ourselves as we are right here without needing to change anything. So in the last episode, we talked about the work by Byron Katie, the four questions and the turnaround, and that's a really powerful process as well. But sometimes it can keep us a little bit stuck in the intellectual zone because it's a bit more of a mental process that we go through and it can help to shift our perspective and be quite transformative. But sometimes there's something going on deeper that we really need to get in touch with. And this is where the RAIN process is really helpful. So we're going to go through the RAIN process now and I'll give an example of a client of mine who recently used the RAIN process to transform something that had been stuck for quite a while. Now, he had been in a relationship previously where his partner had been unfaithful, and he was quite hurt by that, of course. Sometime later, he was still carrying some of that pain, and as he was getting into a new relationship that was going really well, he started to notice these feelings of fear come up, this fear of repeating this experience and what he identified as really a bit of a trust issue. He knew intellectually that this was different. This was a much different relationship, a different person. And just because something happened in the past does not mean it's going to happen again. And he even used the work, the four questions, anytime he would have thoughts about this to question his thoughts and realize, no, this isn't that's not true, and to bring himself just back to presence. However, there was still this underlying feeling that he identified as kind of a heaviness or a pain in the heart, in the chest, and a fear that 
just kind of subtly stayed there and didn't really go away. So this is where the rain process is really powerful. So the first step is recognize. In this step, it's just becoming aware of how you're feeling right now in this moment. And all you're doing is naming what you're feeling. So in the case of my client, and we'll call him Paul going forward, this might have been fear, betrayal, sadness. So this step, we're not doing anything other than just looking inside getting in touch with how we're feeling, and just naming them. Then we go into the next step, which is allow. This is where we make space for what we're experiencing. So once you've recognized and named the feelings that are there, now it's time to just allow them to be without trying to change them, make them go away, without judging your experience in any way. Just allowing those feelings to be there for now. And this doesn't mean that you have to like it. It doesn't mean that you're going to let them be there forever. But just for now, allowing yourself to feel exactly how you do. You might say something to yourself like, this belongs. That can be really helpful to just give yourself the signal to just allow And in this process, in the allow step, you often find that when you can allow those most prevalent feelings to just be, they kind of start to unfold and they might reveal something a little bit more subtle lying underneath. So in Paul's case, when he got present with those initial feelings of fear and of kind of this anger and betrayal about this past situation, and just allow those to be there, those feelings started to open up and reveal more of almost a sadness underneath and a feeling of shame around having been unaware or foolish. So whatever comes up during this step of allowing, just allow it to be there too. (laughs) Anything belongs. Anything that comes up belongs. And if you feel resistant to allowing these feelings to be there, perfect. That belongs to. Just allow that resistance to be as well. So we're not trying to change our experience in any way. And the next step is investigate. So this is where we start to get curious about our experience. But again, we're not moving toward judging it or trying to change it in any way. We're just getting curious about what's there behind the feelings. So a great place to start here is where am I feeling this in my body? Our body can hold so much information and you might experience like tightening in the stomach or heaviness in the heart, constriction in the throat, tightness in the head. Just notice where am I feeling this in the body? You can ask yourself, what's the worst part of this? And in this step of investigate, you can even bring in another tool like the four questions to get curious about what it is that you're believing that's creating this feeling. So in Paul's example, first, he was feeling the strong sense of like 
betrayal that this shouldn't have happened and then some shame about how was I foolish and unaware enough for this to happen and mixed in with that a fear of well if I didn't see it then how will I ever you know this could happen again and how would I know but during this investigate step when he started to just get in touch with those feelings and after allowing them to be there and asking things like what's the worst part of this and going through the four questions he started to realize that he's been telling himself a story that he was foolish and unaware that he didn't know what was going on when in reality there was part of him that really did know and all this time he's been also telling a story of this woman betrayed him but when he really got in touch with this and realized that he really on some level did know that something was off and what was so painful was not what she did but this feeling that he had betrayed himself he had betrayed himself by not listening to the part of him that was trying to tell him that something was off and then from there he could see that the trust issue wasn't necessarily about learning to trust somebody else it was really about learning to trust himself again and once he was able to just feel what it felt like that he had betrayed himself just allow that to be there this gave him a lot of freedom to stop blaming somebody else for the way he was feeling which then allowed him to just feel what was there and allowed it to dissolve in this investigate process we really come into contact with our own innocence in paul's case he saw that he wasn't paying attention to that part of him that was telling him something was off because this other part of him that has a great amount of grit and perseverance was telling him it's okay just push through it'll get better and this is usually the case when we start to inquire we do see that any way we've hurt ourselves was usually also because we were protecting ourselves and when we see that then it becomes possible to just forgive ourselves paul told me after that at this point he saw two versions of himself they were both wearing black t-shirts and one of them had a big heart on it and the other one said grit he saw that the grit had been the one in control but what happened during this investigate and moving into the nurture process is that he saw the heart and the grit embrace each other and they made a deal like from now on we're in this together and grit said to the heart i'm going to listen to you from now on as you're contacting this part of yourself that's experiencing these feelings you can ask what does this part of me need to hear right now or what is this part of me most need from me and you can call upon the most loving part of yourself to provide that to you so maybe this part of you just needs to be felt maybe it just needs to be loved maybe it just needed to be 
acknowledged. And that brings us to the last step, which is nurture. So what does that part of yourself most need from you and from the most loving part of yourself? And now just give that. So in nurture, it's all about holding the part of yourself that's having this experience in like the biggest, most loving embrace, kind of like a big mom hug. (laughs) You can think about it like the way that you would approach a child who is feeling sad. You just, you know, give them a big hug, tell them it's okay, I'm here. Now in this nurture step is the time when you give that to yourself. And you might even tell that part of yourself during this step, it's okay, I'm here. You might put a hand over your heart or over wherever it is that you're feeling this most in your body and just send love there. If this feels difficult, you can think about some other person that embodies this nurturing, caring feeling for you. Maybe it's a grandmother, a mother, even a pet, (laughs) some other person that can help you hold that part of yourself in this nurturing love. So that's the RAIN process. And then after we've gone through all four of those steps, there's what Tara Brock calls after the RAIN. Typically, we come to this really beautiful presence and kind of this resting in an open heart space. So after the RAIN process, you want to just rest there for a while. It's a really lovely feeling and you can kind of just rest there in a meditation. So you can see how this process of RAIN really allows us to look at what's getting us stuck or what's keeping us from just accessing pure love and to relate to that without judging it. And when we can do that, we start to realize that who we are is not the story we've been telling ourselves. We can move past the stories about what has happened in the past and who we think we are and just be with ourselves in our experience in this moment. And that is a very healing thing. The beauty of this too is that when we practice this process of RAIN, we get really good at not only holding this space for ourselves to just experience our experience as it is in this moment, but we cultivate that skill for our partner as well. So when our partner is experiencing a challenging emotion, we have the capability to just be there in presence and just allow them to have their experience without trying to change it, without trying to fix it, without judging, just being there in that nurturing energy and allowing their experience to unfold as it will. So the RAIN process can be really great for looking at some of the areas that you know you rub up against some pain or fear or disconnect. When you start to practice RAIN, you can also start to use it in smaller moments as well. So for example, say you're just in the kitchen going about your day and have an interaction with your partner and you feel a little bit of annoyance come up or you find yourself, you know, feeling like you need to be right about something or um, shutting down a little bit, not expressing yourself, whatever it is, RAIN can help you to notice 
what you're feeling in that moment, recognize it, name it, and then just for a moment, allow it to be just as it is without judging your experience or thinking you're wrong for feeling that way. And then you might do just a quick turnaround for in the investigate step or ask yourself, what is it that I need right now? And then just bring some compassion to yourself with that nurture step. And that can all just be done in a quick one or two breaths. So what this RAIN process really does is allows us to be more present with our experience as we're going throughout our life, allowing ourselves to just feel our experience without analyzing it, judging it, or feeling it should be any way other than it is. And that doesn't mean that we don't make changes or try to improve or grow, but when we can witness our experience without judgment, it puts us in a much more powerful position to be able to grow than when we're shaming ourselves or judging ourselves. Okay, now I'll lead you through a RAIN reflection. So it's best if you can sit or lie down somewhere quiet where you won't be interrupted so that you can really go into this experience. Close your eyes and just take a couple of deep breaths into the belly slowly. And then exhaling slowly through the nose. Think of a recent time when you've had a feeling come up that has been painful. Maybe you had some sense of falling short, not being good enough, or maybe you had a sense of righteousness. Maybe there was some anger mistrust, whatever it is, think of a time recently that you've felt emotionally charged. And put yourself back in that scenario so that you can feel those feelings fresh right now. What happened? What were you saying? What were you thinking? Really put yourself back in that situation. Now, recognize what are you feeling right now in this moment. And just start to name what you're feeling. Maybe it's angry, tight, disappointed, confused. Whatever it is, just name it. And now allow those feelings to be there without trying to change them, without trying to judge them. Just take a deep breath and tell yourself, this belongs. Remember, allowing doesn't mean you have to like it. But just for now, allow yourself to feel what's there.
Notice where you feel this in your body the most. Is it a pit in your stomach? Tightness in your head? A pain in the heart? Just rest your awareness in that part of your body. You might put a hand there. Continue to just allow yourself to feel exactly what you're feeling. Now you can ask, what's the worst part of this? What's really challenging about this? What am I believing about myself that's making me feel this way? And just be mindful of whatever comes up without judging it or analyzing it. What does this part of me most need right now? If the most loving part of yourself could offer a few comforting words, what would it be? just hold that part of yourself in a warm, nurturing, loving embrace like the embrace of a mother or a grandmother you might say it's okay, I'm here Feel how wherever you felt tight in your body is loosening. There's more space for your experience to be just as it is. Now just rest your awareness in that space. yourself to be there in the space you've created in your heart feeling the love washing over you
The painful fact is that no one else can ever give us all the love we need in just the way we want. But when we can hold our own pain and rawness with compassionate awareness, then the unconditional love we most long for becomes available. John Wellwood Taking a deep breath. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. So I hope you found that process helpful and I encourage you to revisit it. Sometimes it can take several times working with one experience before we're really able to fully allow it. So... Feel free to replay this as many times as you need to. And yeah, I encourage you to keep practicing RAIN and just start really paying attention to any times that you start feeling tightness or you start judging your own experience or judging uh, yourself or how you're feeling or trying to change the way you're feeling. That's the perfect time to practice RAIN. And you'll find that any emotions you do experience can just flow through you and don't get stuck. You want your emotions to be flowing like a nice river rather than being stagnant and growing all sorts of algae and getting stinky. So I'd love to hear from you if you found this process helpful. Send me a message on Instagram at AbundantCouples And just let me know whether you found it helpful or if you have any questions about using the RAIN process. I'm happy to hear from you and happy to chat. Thanks for being here and for having the courage to go through this process with me here. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.